Hi, everybody. Welcome to Moaning Myrtle's Bathroom, a Harry Potter podcast where me, Emily, and me, Katie, scream and cry and wail and moan about all things Harry Potter. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Today, we are talking about Fantastic Beasts. Um, We're going to give our reaction to the first movie, talk about why we liked it, because both of us are huge fans of it and are totally supportive of it. And then we will also go into our reactions to everything that has been revealed about Crimes of Grindelwald so far and talk about what our thoughts are for the upcoming movie. So so exciting. Yeah. So before we do that, Emily, what has been flooding your toilet today? Okay. I have been hearing. I've been hearing this in fandom spaces. And then recently it's been kind of splashing into some like real news media. online journaling, if you can call it that. But I've been seeing it everywhere, and I'm kind of torn on how I feel about it, so I wanted to bring it up to you as a little taster, as a little starter. I'm really nervous. Like, you told me you had something to say, but you've been so (laughs) secretive about it. I have. There is a fan theory going around that is very popular right now. Mm -hmm. In The Crimes of Grindelwald, there is a character played by Claudia Kim, who doesn't have a name but is a maledictus, her blood curse. Mm-hmm. And she's uh, the one that's with Credence and all the trailers and promotional fo- footage and pictures and stuff. Um, people think she's Nagini. Really? People think she's going to be Oof, Nagini. Okay. I'm really torn on it. I Wow. I don't know how to feel about it because I kind of don't like it i feel okay can i just people i feel like are trying to draw so many parallels to nagini and they're trying to say (laughs) that like every snake that is ever in harry potter is like i've heard people say that the snake that harry lets out of the zoo is nagini before too yeah so i feel like every time there's like a snake people are like it's voldemort snake and i'm like it doesn't have to be his though like here's the thing that i think i'm like She's just a giant snake who only became special and super intelligent because she is a horcrux. Yeah. So I'm like, does she need to... Also, hella old snake. If yeah. in, like, 1927, 1928... Do even live that long? No. I don't think so. I feel like, like not she, once I don't that think big she either. becomes a magical snake until Voldemort gets involved, which is... But I don't Not know. Not for a while after this. So, like, that... I get why people are excited about that, but I think <laughs> it's a bit of a stretch for a fan theory myself. I think so, too. And I'm, like, not the biggest fan of it, but who knows? I mean, like... I didn't think that the leaked plot of the cursed child was real, and then it was. So. I know. <laughs> I feel like cur- oh. fucking anything's possible wanna, in this. I don't want to compare cursed child to Fantastic. No, Beast, that was a mean thing like, to do. I'm oh. so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I get what you're saying. Like you can never be too careful, I guess, almost, and just like hoping that things will remain somewhat sensible because yeah. they don't always, and it's. Ugh, yikes. So that, I would be very shocked if that turned out to be real, but also with Joanne, you never know. Joanne. Oh, boy. Okay. I know. So I didn't know if you had heard about that one, because I I guess it's it's been going around for a little while. I haven't heard about Uh, that. Yeah, and then it just got picked up, and so, like, when I'm 
like trying to Google anything about the new movie. Um, all of these like articles are coming up, like crazy fan theories suggest Nagini is in Fantastic Beasts. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. No. So then I'm looking into them, and I guess there are like pictures if you zoom in on stuff from the trailer of like an illustration of her with a big snake around her. Yeah. So I think, and you know, like her costuming is like all like snakeskin pattern. Right. And that's where people got that. Whole. So I assume she's like a big fucking snake, but does that mean that she's Nagini? I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't I don't think know. It does. And there I are was, other snakes that are involved in the series. Like, yeah, snakes are like a big thing in Harry Potter in general, you mm-hmm. know, but it doesn't mean it's all the same snake. Like, the basilisk wasn't Nagini, but that's still a huge <laughs> snake. And, like, the snake that appears at the dueling club wasn't Nagini. Oh and God. the one in the zoo, like, there are lots of snakes in Harry Potter, but they're not all these snakes. So, like, stop making all these fake parallels Seriously. that aren't real. Like, Seriously. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But I thought that was an interesting one, and I wanted to bring it up just because. Yeah. It's a it's a theory. It it's a theory. I guess we'll I see. think it's only a theory. But we'll see. We'll see. We have until November, so Ugh, I'm uh, so excited. I am too. I'm very excited for that movie. But before we get into Crimes of Grindelwald, we should talk about part one yes. of this series. I love this movie. I do too. So much. It's so good. I love it so much. So good. I was not expecting to like it as much as I I. did. Okay, so we should say both of us have talked about this at length. Now we are like marveling at how much we love this movie. That neither of us ever saw a trailer for this movie before going to see it. Like, didn't super care. We both went into it having no idea what to expect whatsoever. No. I, like, I knew, like, duh. Newt Scamander. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. I thought it was going to be our chance to see the creatures that are mentioned in the Harry Potter books that we didn't get to see in the movies for whatever reason. And so they were like, let's just make a movie where we get to see them all and have it just be, like, a fun time for everybody. That's what I was expecting. Totally. And I remember hearing when they said that it was going to be a five-movie thing. Yeah, I was what like, the hell? Why? What's the point? Five movies of animals? <laughs> I don't <laughs> think we need that. Like, I 100% walked into the theater being like, oh my god, what a cash grab. Five movies. And when yeah. I walked out, I was like, I need them all today. Right. I need every single part today. I, I need know. to know. I know. As soon as the movie opened up and I saw all the, like, newspaper head titles with, like, oh. Grindelwald and everything, I was like, oh, so this is what it's gonna be! I and I was so, like... So pumped. Flippin' excited. I know that we've talked about this before, but, like, it bears repeating that both of us are really interested in, um, like, going back instead of going forward yes. from the Harry Potter series because, like, the world is so rich... Like, yeah. the history is so rich, and there's mm-hmm. all these little hints to different times and eras and everything. And, like, I was always so interested in this, whoever this first baddie dark lord yeah. was. What's yeah. the story with this? And so, like, that was one of my number one things yeah. that I've always wanted for, like, new content from J.K. Rowling. I'm like, yeah. I want to hear Same. about Grindelwald and, like, this 40s weird wizard Hitler 
version one. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I totally agree. Like, I'm not interested at all in hearing anything about what happens after the Harry Potter books. Yeah. Like, I feel like that is just like, leave it up to the imagination of the fans and don't reveal, reveal a whole bunch. I'm really excited to just learn about, like, a lot of stuff in the history of the yeah. Wizarding World. And I'm really happy that we're getting a glimpse into this. Like, this is always what I've been excited about like Grindelwald I would also love if she ever released more information about what the first war against Voldemort yes. was like that is the other part of that history the, that I'm yeah. very interested that's in that's the Marauders content I would be happy Marauders to accept Marauders content <laughs> that is like stuff that happens during the time that they're alive but doesn't totally involve them specifically oh, you know it's yeah, just like and not at during school. their lifetime Marauders post school. school during the war, yeah. forming the order, like that kind of stuff into is it. what I'm into. Into it. Yeah. Not, hey, tell me about how James and Lily fell in love. Like, I don't care. <laughs> Yuck. They were assholes in school. Let's move on from it. I don't need anything to do with the Marauders. It's just yeah. going to accidentally give me more, like, more rage. S- <laughs> yeah, rage and, like, Weep surbating over Snape. Just, oh, what a sad boy. Oh, I don't need it. Oh, I feel so bad he for him. He already has more sympathy than he needs. He doesn't need more. I don't need any more Krylo Ren in my life. I'm not in my <laughs> Harry Potter <laughs> fandom. Krylo Thank you Ren. very much. School shooter. Jesus. God, okay. But the good stuff. So we're, we're both really into it because it's like building back and adding new content within like an an era of time that we didn't know much about previously. Right. We got a very brief glimpse into Grindelwald in Deathly Hollows, but yeah. a lot of this story is brand new to us. Like we don't know anything about Newt or mm-hmm. like Dumbledore's history, like before everything happened mm-hmm. with like his siblings. Yes. We don't know a lot about his relationship with Grindelwald. We've speculated a lot about it, but we don't know the real truth. Yes. So this is very exciting. And I think we should do something just off the bat to kind of like make everything clear since we're going to be kind of, I think, fawning over Grindelwald a little bit in this podcast because he's such a cool villain. Yeah. Um, but we need to talk about Johnny Depp really quick, I think. Yes. Um, so here's my take on it. I um, hate him. And I I put it simply and I'm like very aware of what's going on and I do not condone it. And I am really disappointed that he had literally three minutes on screen and things came out. People were angry and they didn't recast him. I think that that was a mistake, but we're at the point now where he's in it. He's contracted. There's nothing we can do about it. And I, I feel like I personally do a lot of line drawing uh, with media that I consume yeah, uh, and things that I support. And if I find out bad things about certain things, I won't participate in it anymore. But this is, this is my one thing. I need to enjoy one thing in life and it's Harry Potter because it's so important to me Yeah, and I can, I can take off the, the worker boots for just for just a second and sit and enjoy a movie and not condone the actions of an actor or J.K. Rowling or producers or anybody involved in this right. film who have decided to allow him to continue. Yeah, because, like, you know that, like, 
as shitty of a person as Johnny Depp is, or appears to be, you know he's a good actor, and you know he's going to deliver so well in this role. Like, just even judging based on, like, how the trailer is, like, Mm -hmm. I hate that I know already that I'm going to love his performance. That's exactly how I feel. Even, like, the little glimpse that we get of him in the end of Fantastic Beasts, I'm just like, yes! Yes! Mm -hmm. And I know it's gonna get so much worse when we get to actually see him as, like, a main character in the movie, versus just, like, a little reveal. That's something that I think about all the time, is I'm just, like, I'm very angry that I'm going to enjoy his performance in I these movies. Because I know it's going to be good. It's going to be great. Because like, I think it's going to be really good. And, like, they did a good job casting, and it's, like, without what happened, without the abuse coming out, like, that's a big fucking get. Yeah. For Harry Potter. Yeah, seriously. Like, for that's him to a, get Harry that's a, people have wanted him in it since the beginning of time. Like, right. Yeah, I know. So it's a big get and it's very exciting. And, like, I guess bummer that it got ruined, but, like, who cares? Bigger bummer is that, like, people were hit. Like, it's not. Yeah. That doesn't matter in the grand scope of things. Right. But I just, you know, like, we need to have the transparency about it is that, like, we really don't care for him or condone his actions or Joanne's decisions, Warner Brothers' decisions, whatever. But it is what it is. And it looks like he's going to do a great job. And I'm upset about it, but I'm putting aside my feelings for the sake of the movie. Because I just want to have a little enjoyment in my life. And it's hard to have that right now. Right. I just want one happy thing, and if I can just, like, squint at him and just enjoy Grindelwald and not Johnny Depp, maybe that's okay. So, yeah. just to get that out in the air. We're not happy about Johnny Depp, but we know he's and we're not good. And we're not fans or anything. No. To be honest, I would have loved it if it was just Colin Farrell. <laughs> I know! I wish that they had, like, just flipped it around. Uh, he was so I good. think it would have been an even better reveal if it was literally just Colin Farrell but wearing a blonde wig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if only. So, anyway, that out of the way, let's get into how much we love this movie. Yes. I think so. that it's pretty funny going into that movie is we did get the oh it's a fun animal movie we did there's still a lot like the 10 minute scene of them just like walking through the inside of his case is totally like what i was expecting the entire movie to be and then out of nowhere comes this like very dark tragic gay love story (laughs) yeah (laughs) that is just haunting Right. And I was not prepared for. No, it's like a very even mix of like being cute and fun and like, oh, new, look how adorable he is. But then you have like Credence and Graves and Dumbledore and this this very dark, very scary. There's this like very sad, abused guy who's like getting like groomed and manipulated by like Grindelwald. Like, oh, hey, cool, awesome. And that like now there are all these like. The reports of all the actors saying, it's like you have yeah, two, that's what the rest of these movies are going to be like. <laughs> yeah, it's like you have two different, like, stories that are going on in the same movie. Like, on one hand, you have Newt and his animals, mm-hmm. and he's like, I'm just trying to get them all rounded up and get out of here. And yeah. then you have, like, 
Grindelwald who's like, I'm going to take over this child and then take <laughs> over the world. It's wild to it's see them like, like actually be able to connect so well. Like they, the two yeah. storylines do, I think, come together. But like when you're just talking about it right now, like just as I'm talking about it, I'm like, it sounds so absurd. How did they make that work? Like I know. So ridiculous. It makes no sense to me, but it's so good. <laughs> Oh, my God. It's like two different movies put into one movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, my God. <coughs> and I was so excited to see a Niffler. Oh, my God. Me, too. And a bow truckle. Those were the two yes. that I was really excited to see. And I was not disappointed. No. Mm. The Niffler didn't look anything like I thought it would, but I thought, like, what it looked like in the movie was so much cuter than what I was, like, expecting. I thought it would look more like a hedgehog, just funky, but it's like a hedgehog and a platypus had a baby. Yeah, it's It's cute, cute. though. I want one for myself. And it has such an attitude, and that's what makes me love it even more. I die. It's personality. I die every time. It's that scene where it's it's in the shop window. The jewelry shop. And the jewelry and then you see it's like you're watching Newt, but then it's like it's like fuzzy on the Niffler, and then it like just quickly pans back to the Niffler and it does that quick little heavy breathing. Like a little very fast heavy breathing. It cracks me up every single time. That and it scene is, like is golden. One of it's my favorite parts beautiful. of that movie. I know. It's it's wonderful. Oh my it's god. It's so entertaining. And like it doesn't even have any music or anything in that scene. It's just like the derpiest, like <laughs> kind of like a man chase, but like in this like closed off shop and it's just like it's so funny. It's so funny. It's to very watch. creative. Eddie Redmayne just full like, on destroy a jewelry store. Yeah. <laughs> catch this little like platypus creature that's literally like the size of a chihuahua like so, it's so funny. funny oh i love it so much Ugh. can i bring up a criticism though yes that maybe like isn't that big of a deal okay i don't i feel like the shaw family project <laughs> that storyline felt weirdly shoved in I know. And the weird thing about that is, is that they, like, cast John Voight for the throwaway character who's, like, barely in the movie. Yeah. And, like, from what I remember, there's not much extra Shaw content in the deleted scenes of the movie. No, yeah, it's very weird. It's it's just, like, we need this big family for Credence to destroy, basically. It it's just like, felt weird and, like, very shoehorned in. Yeah. It's and, like, like, the weird... What's his name? Langdon? The cokehead? <laughs> yeah, the cokehead. The child that the dad He's is, like, so not sweaty and, like... Yeah. Coked out. Like, he looks fucked. Yeah. So I call him the cokehead. The cokehead. He's that kid that we all know who is, like, I have this crazy successful older sibling and my parents don't give two fucks about me because, like, my child is so, like, or my sibling is so godsend and I'm so blah. But I just didn't feel like I got, like, really much out of that. No, it really didn't make any, like, the movie could have continued without those characters there. Like, yeah. it, would, it, it wouldn't have changed anything. They could have just put really? in, like, a random one person who was horrible to Credence. But, like, the whole thing of, like, trying to get, like, this mm-hmm. random newspaper to believe in witchcraft and stuff. So, I was like, why? I don't... Yeah. It didn't really, like, tie that much in. So that's the only part that that is, like, weird to me, is that scene of them going into the... Right. 
to the newspaper place. Yeah. And the baseball bat. Right. And the cocaine. (laughs) Am I reading that into it a little too much? (laughs) It's funny. (laughs) Poll number one that people should respond to, is Langdon a cocaine? (laughs) I will put that on our Twitter. (laughs) Is Langdon Shaw (laughs) just coked out for the whole movie? He is in the end for sure. Oh my God. My brother died. My dad's distraught. I mean, that's my horrifying to like, witness that, like, the fucking exorcist. Yeah. Just like, oh, what the hell? And then just, like, sit there with cocaine on your nose. <laughs> and then just get so, like, <laughs> witches. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why is that your first reaction? Witches. <laughs> so i think if we're gonna talk about this movie the thing that we scream about the most whenever we talk about this movie is greedance and i feel like we need to talk about that dynamic i die for it i know i die for it graves and credence in case people don't know what that is graves and credence it's a thing (sighs) what a sexual manipulator sexual predator this oh this oh Oh, I don't even I don't even have words. The implications of like the like Albus Gellert relationship because of what happened with Graves and Credence in this movie is so nasty. Mm-hmm. But so good. Yeah. I'm so excited about it. I love dark content. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like all about it. I think it's so interesting. And it's not you know it nothing in this movie was like for shock value or anything it's like really telling like deep truths about these characters and it's like doing like character work yeah to do these kind of plots and so i know that there's a lot of people out there who think that like this is so bad like these two are so bad Mm -hmm. but i'm like yeah it can be but that doesn't mean that it's, like, bad narratively or a bad thing to show. Right. So there's a lot around it. But I die. I love I love all of it. It's amazing. Every little alleyway scene. I yes. I want Colin yes, please. to, like, put his hands on me the way he does on Seriously. Oh. Seriously. I think I made a post on Facebook. This was back in 2016 when we used Facebook. <laughs> I like direct, like I went to go pee after the movie, and I got on my phone and I posted on Facebook that I would I would pay twelve dollars to watch just two hours of Colin Farrell touching Ezra Miller's face. <laughs> two hours, twelve dollars. I would do it. Yeah, I would do it today. I'd do it tomorrow. I would do I'd do it, it in a day. year. I'd do it forever. Yeah. God. The chemistry between those two actors is kind of insane. It was really good. It was very good. But the weird thing is, is that that feels so, like, explicit. It is, it does not feel like a subtext to me at all. Yeah. But, like, when I've seen interviews of the two of them, like, talking about their characters, Mm -hmm. nobody's talking about it. Yeah. So, like, is it, am I just... Like hyper perceptive, yeah. Sometimes not I to think, toot my own horn. <laughs> sometimes I think that like we do read a lot into it, but then I'm like, no. If you read the screenplay though, 
Like, it says that those scenes are supposed to be incredibly, like, sexual and flirtatious. Don't they say, like, like, seduction? Seductive. They say say that, like, Like, Graves seduces Credence or something like that. Yeah, so, like, it's meant to be that way. That wasn't, like, an actor's decision. Like, that was how it was supposed to be. It wasn't just Colin Farrell's raw sexual energy. It wasn't just Colin Farrell just all of a sudden be like, I mean, I'm already famous for a sex tape, so, like, let's take it Shit. I love Colin Farrell. I know. Why? can't he be in all of these movies? He was I just not wanted to be in all of them. Can't we pull a yeah. Mad Eye Moody shit and just like bring him into all of them? Hit me like, up with it. He needs to be in every. He was one. like not on my radar at all, and I walked out of that movie being like, "Who is this?" I will tattoo his face on my ass cheek. <laughs> oh, Colin Farrell. Yeah, I love I love that whole section of the of the movie. I think it's so good yeah it's compelling it's juicy can bite into it it's, it's delicious it's delicious it is that's the best it's word gross for it. it's, but it's, it's nasty, so good but it's amazing it's like mcdonald's <laughs> it's like you know it's bad but it's so tasty anyway. it's so tasty <laughs> credence mm. equals mcdonald's i am that's my new favorite thing i am bloated with salt <laughs> and seduction oh my god (laughs) if that ain't the truth (laughs) so that does actually lead me to a question that i had a little discussion point do you think that credence knew that he was the child in quotes do you think that he knew that the whole time i think so i don't know (laughs) i mean that's such a hard question because it's like how could he how could he not notice? Like, when people are getting attacked, how could he not notice that, like, he was the one doing it? But then I'm like, what if it's kind of, like, what was happening with Ginny a little bit in, like, mm-hmm. Chamber of Secrets? Like, she was doing all these things, but then mm-hmm. after it was done, she, like, couldn't remember that it was her? Like, what if that was Credence, too? Here's what like, I think, it's... though. Yeah. There's the scene after he kills the family and destroys the church. Mm-hmm. And... Graves comes to him and he's crying and he keeps saying, help me. Like he knows at that point, right? Well, I think he definitely knew towards like that part and towards the end of the movie, but did he know right away or is it something that he discovers over the plot of the movie? I guess is what we kind of have to figure out. Cause I think towards the end, he definitely knows. I'd lie if it meant Colin Farrell would touch my face more. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'd say I hadn't found anybody and that I was still looking. <laughs> I would. Gentle caress. Gentle caress. <laughs> I think he knew. I think he did. Yeah. I mean, definitely at that point. At that point, I think he definitely knows by the end. I think it's up in the air whether or not he knew the whole time. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Huh. Questions. I'm not sure. <laughs> Something Questions that will probably not be answered, too. Twitter poll. Twitter poll. Did Credence know that he was an Obscurus? Yeah. He definitely did not know what the term was for it, I don't think. No. He probably just knew that, like, there's this weird thing about me and I'm not sure how to deal with it. Have you, just, like, continuing to talk about Obscurus stuff, you've heard the whole theory that Ariana Dumbledore is an Obscurus, too, correct? It's not a theory. It's the truth. It's the truth. (laughs) (laughs) It's, at this point, it's totally the truth. It has to be the truth. It makes perfect sense. Like, she's not a squib. That's what I think we were all led to believe at first, was yeah. that she was a squib. But I'm like, no, she was doing magic, though, the day that, like, 
she got attacked by those muggle kids, she was doing magic. Squibs can't do that. And it said that her, it said that her magic lashed out. That's what Aberforth said. Yeah. And then that incident would have freaked her out because she was like, the last time I did magic, I got attacked for it. So now I'm going to hold that in. And that's like the definition of what an Obscurus is. So, like, it totally makes sense. And it makes sense why Grindelwald is so interested in the Dumbledore family if he's all of a sudden really interested in learning about these things. Like, mm-hmm. it totally fits. That is 100%. I think Ariana is how, like, Grindelwald learned about the whole thing. Like, yes, yeah, for sure. True. Like, yeah. that's it. It has to be. It has to be. You know, fun fact is that when she first published the Quidditch to the Ages in Fantastic Beasts... Mm-hmm. Um, in that little like set for charity or whatever, the fake publishing company that she made was like Obscurus Inc. or Obscurus oh, Co. Really? or something like that, like way Ooh. back in the day. And so I think it's really funny that like now that's been carried over to yeah. be the word for. I mean, I think it was like a funny little joke thing that it's like some like obscure unknown publisher of the wizarding world or whatever but now it's been like kind of transferred over and i wonder if that's gonna like still continue to be a thing i mean it's some dumb little thing i doubt it but like now with the knowledge of like the fear that people have of what an obscurus is like i doubt any publisher would be named after it but i thought that was i thought that was a fun little tidbit i did not know that I have those freaking books, too, too, and I still didn't know that. I didn't either. I I saw, like, a little thing on, like, Twitter or something. Um, Speaking of Newt, I have another discussion Discussion point. Do you think he was just there to set the Thunderbird free, or or do you think Dumbledore sent him? I think Dumbledore sent him. Do you think Dumbledore knew that Grindelwald was there. I think, like everything else that Dumbledore, he had a hunch, or he had, like, a theory. And his theories, as Dumbledore has reminded us many a time before, are always right. What a stank bitch. What a stank bitch. (laughs) I can't stand Albus Dumbledore. I love him, but I hate him. Maybe he'll be more likable in this series than he is in actual Harry Potter. But like, I'm already bitter about it. I'm already very bitter about him. No, I think it seems very strange to me because if Newt was like, I am going to this, like, random place in the United States, then why did he have to come to New York first? Like, I don't know. I feel like he's there for more reasons. Yeah. I think he has to be. I think he has to be there. Hmm. So, transitioning. We've talked about everything we need to about Fantastic Beasts, I think. Bottom line, we love it. It's a great movie. We should do um like a like a commentary. We should. I think we it. should cuz I think we do have more things to say about we absolutely it, but we've do. touched on like the main stuff. The stuff that we dwell on, like yeah. greetings. <laughs> um, and so now transition into what our thoughts are on Crimes of Grindelwald and what that is going to be. So just before recording, uh, we rewatched the teaser trailer, the Comic-Con trailer, and then we also, just for funsies, uh, watched someone's recording of um, Grindelwald's speech at Comic-Con when he came out in full costume (laughs) and decided to deliver a speech to Hall whatever. Yeah. Uh, And then we've just got some other stuff to talk about too. So let's start with the teaser trailer. 
What are some things that you picked out that got you real pumped? Um, I just, I remember the first time that I watched that trailer, the biggest thing that got me pumped was just seeing Hogwarts again. I was not prepared for it. Like, I didn't think we were ever going to see that castle again. And I, I died inside. I saw that and I immediately got teary the first time I watched it. I I know. I did too. That's my house. Like, it opened with Hedwig's theme and then... Hogwarts showed up. Yes, our house too. Emily and I are both Hufflepuffs. I yes. don't know if we've talked about that. In I don't this think yet, so. But we're both Hufflepuffs, and so I Tried think both of us are true. very excited about like hopefully getting more recognition and more pride into the fandom with our for our house with these movies. I'm just here for new merch. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I'm so happy that like Newt is such a beautiful character and he's a member of our house and I hope that we get more recognition for it now that these movies are going to be a thing. So Just a lovely. But yeah, anyway, biggest thing that made an impression on me in that entire teaser trailer was seeing Hogwarts again. Yes. That was very exciting That was me. really big. <laughs> Let me take a pause for one second, just because we were talking about how great Newt is. Everybody should go watch this, like, little, like, mini... I don't even know what to call it. It was, like, a mini documentary. <laughs> it's, like, a little video... It's a video essay. It's a video essay. Um, something... I think it's called The Fantastic Masculinity of Newt Scamander or something like that. It's on YouTube. Um, and I made you watch it, but mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, like, a society and culture... Um, critic commentator guy on YouTube who uh, made a whole like video essay about how great and interesting like Newt was written as like a male lead and how like cool it was. So it's very interesting. So um, I'll like put that up on Twitter. Like I'll put a link to that for everybody to go check out because it's like seriously so good. Okay. Let's get back to the teaser. Sorry. It was, it's it's just, it's really good. And I got excited. Yeah, no, definitely. (laughs) I agree. So, yeah, what were things that stood out to you in the teaser that you guys Definitely seeing Hogwarts again was a huge thing. And then I think also seeing the Deluminator in action. Yes, that was awesome. That's so fun. That Just, like, hints to the originals, like, the stuff that yeah. we all fell in love with first. That like, made me really all happy. All those little nods are very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I'm also so happy um, to see everybody back. Like, seeing that Jacob, Queenie, Tina, Tina, all of them are back. Because right away, I remember reports coming out saying that, like, Jacob and Queenie won't be back. We'll see about Tina. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Right. But I love them so much. So I'm really happy to see that they're back. I hope that they continue to be characters. Yeah, I wonder how long that they're going to... Stick, stick around. around for this series. Because they were very much like the dynamic quartet, I guess, of the first movie. <laughs> it's like, that's what everybody fell in love with, with the first movie. Yeah. And so I feel like it would be kind of a dumb move on their part to take them out of the story. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it, I wonder if they will continue to be big in the movies. Because it doesn't make sense to me why Queenie and Tina and Jacob would be so central to fighting Grindelwald. Yeah. It seems so like it that. seems like at some point, I feel like probably around like movie four, there's going to be a big shift in what's being centered. Yeah. Because it's like, okay. I mean, like, how long can they sustain like the Fantastic Beast element? Right. Odd. 
I don't think they will be able to much longer. Like, I don't even know how much newts, like, creatures would really be able to do anything yeah. in movies later on. So I guess we'll see. So. Some other stuff about the um, teaser. These are a little more critical. Okay. <laughs> um, no, you know what? I'll say one more thing. Okay. Just before we get into the critical stuff. Just the shot of Grindelwald with his back to the camera standing in front of that big crowd of people was, like, enough for me. That was so, like, that lit my soul on fire. I was so, so excited. He is barely in that trailer at all. Okay. Grindelwald is barely in it. Is that one of your criticisms? Now, let's get into it. It was a long time between the teaser and the full trailer. Yeah. It was a long time. It was, like, months. So, this is where I stood on it for a long time, and I've finally been sated with this full Comic-Con trailer. It's a movie named after him. Mm-hmm. You're also forcing me to deal with Johnny Depp as him. Right. You've stood by this, so don't be chicken shit. <laughs> and not show him just because of the controversy that you supposedly don't care about. Yeah. Because supposedly you've seen the inside of the situation and have made your decision. Yeah. Okay. So, like, don't be chicken shit and fucking show him to me, you know? And I was really pissed because it's like, this is supposed to be this great charismatic villain. He's a, pol- a very political villain. Mm-hmm. Like... Let fucking talk. Yeah. I was mad that I didn't get a speech overlaid throughout the teaser. Like, I was hoping to right. see footage while listening to him talk about how wizards need to rise up and whatever. Yeah. The teaser, I think, very much focused on, like, Newt and the crew and, like, showing us, like, these guys will be back and here's a quick glimpse of this new guy that they're fighting. And, like, they were very much playing up, like, Dumbledore's. Very Dumbledore. One. Yeah. Very, Dumbledore-centric. Very Dumbledore. Like, it was all about Dumbledore with like oh yeah here is like Dumbledore featuring Grindelwald yes but like the trailer I think totally made up for that though he was in it a lot more like the actual trailer the full length trailer yes was way better and so, it was a lot that we were missing in the first mm-hmm. one on the subject of Dumbledore I have a lot of criticisms yeah I it's know what you do really bumming me out because I love Jude Law and I think um from the neck up, he looks great. <laughs> um, I'm really pissed about this fucking costuming. I'm so angry about this costuming. I'm so mad about this costuming, Katie. <laughs> I can't say it enough. I can say it a hundred times and it will not be enough. Make him wear the purple suit that he wore in Half-Blood Prince. Here's the damn thing. The purple suit that wasn't actually purple suit because that movie oh, was color-coded so much. My God. I just... Stop taking that away from yeah. him. Let him be gay. <laughs> <laughs> Let him be flamboyant. And we'll yes. get to that. Because I got things to say about that. Right. Trust and believe. <laughs> <laughs> Trust and believe. We've but got lots to say on that. The situation. costuming is so boring and so muggle. 
why? And it's so, like, the first movie won a fucking Oscar for the costuming, and they deserved it 100%. I'm just so pissed so that... So then you turn around in this movie, and, like, yeah. one of the characters that you're playing up so much has the most boring costume and wardrobe ever. I made allowances for the first one because it was set in America, and it seemed like things were much tighter living quarters between wizards and Mm non-wizards. So, like, you have to blend in. And I had this great theory about how, like, cool coats were, like, the American equivalent of robes because you had to blend in. But, like, you want to look snazzy? Everybody had a bomb-ass coat. So, like, that's that was, like, my big theory. And then now, all of a sudden, I'm having to look at fucking boring, blue-toned, gray-toned corduroy suits. <laughs> and it's just... Mm, yeah. Why? It's, Here's the other thing. And then we'll see more. We get, like, a bow-tie look in the full trailer, and that is marginally better. But not what I want. Because where are the robes? I'm so fucking tired of not seeing robes in the Harry Potter movies. Yes. I'm so angry about it. Okay. I've heard people say that they really like that about the Harry Potter movies, too. Is that, like, everybody's wearing human clothes? And I'm like, but that's dumb. They're wizards. They're at school. That's part of the uniform is for them to, like, wear robes. I'm just tired. Uh, So I saw something on Pottermore that I tried to find again to get, like, an exact quote but i lost whatever article it was but it was something talking about the costuming in fantastic beasts Mm -hmm. something like that um and somebody in the film i don't know if it was a costumer i don't know if it was like our best friend david yates um (laughs) but um somebody was talking about this and saying how they wanted this dumbledore to to like visually be a very different person than the Dumbledore we know from the Harry Potter series. And, like, great, fine. I love a different Dumbledore from, like, what we know. Mm -hmm. And they're going in an opposite direction than I thought that they would. Because in my mind, like, post-Grindelwald, Dumbledore got a lot softer. Yeah. You know, twinkly old man... Good times, fun times. Everybody loves him. Then everybody's begging him to be minister or whatever. He's, like, beloved. Yeah. Twinkly old man. So I thought, okay, where's, like, the hard youth Dumbledore that was ready to, like, sacrifice lives for the greater good? Yeah. According to this little article that I read is that they wanted to portray him as a softer Dumbledore, um, like a student favorite Dumbledore, a backwards chair Dumbledore. <laughs> you know, they didn't say that, but that's what I'm assuming is what they meant by the, like, kind of, like, students oh, love him, whatever. God. So they were trying to do that kind of thing by saying that that's why they were dressing her... Dressing her. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they were dressing him more um, casual. Yeah. And they actually said, I wish I could find this, but I remember seeing it and, like, angry gasping that they called out specifically he will not be wearing any purple robes in this film. And I was like, oh, so you have to call me out like this. Wow. So that's that's a little 
you can call it a fun fact, but I don't think it's very fun. So anyway, I will probably be yelling at this until they put him in some robes, probably in like movie four. (laughs) So it's going to be a a topic for me. I just, I'm, I'm really angry about his costuming specifically. I think everybody else's looks really, really great. Um, another one. I think that it's Dumbledore telling Newt that the time has come for him to pick a side. Yeah, I made a note about that. I hate this line. I, I hate this line in any movie. It's like, has he, has he been uh, uh, very moderate about this issue? Has yeah. he been very moderate about this issue? He said that he's not one of Why Grindelwald's would he ever fanatics. Go to the other side. So, like, it's not he's not fence sitting. No. It doesn't seem like he's like hanging out, refusing to choose a side. It seems like he's very clearly against him. So this line always bothers me, and it bothers me whenever I see it in other like kind of young adult series movies and stuff. It's always in a trailer. Like you have to choose a side. Now's the time to choose a side. I like, feel why? like the only character in this movie that I'm actually curious to see which side they choose to fight on is Credence. And I feel like Lita. And Lita, yes. I always forget mm-hmm. that she's going to be in this. But I yep. feel like they're the only two that I'm like, it really could go either way with them. Yeah. I have no idea. I'm excited to find out about that stuff. Yeah, me too. I feel like I have so many like guesses about what's going to happen with them, mm-hmm. but I have no idea if I'm on the right track or not. So that'll be really cool. The last Dumbledore thing that I have for this teaser... <laughs> um is this line where he says that he can't move against Grindelwald? Oh boy. What the fuck? It's same old Dumbledore. I can't stand him. It's same old Dumbledore. He picks he up doesn't his poor change. little children to do his dirty work for him. He does the same thing with Harry against 70 Voldemort years too. and there's no morality no change. change. <laughs> he just does the same thing. I can't fight this fight, so you, little child. I'm going to put all of this, like, pressure on you to, like, do my dirty work. No, bitch. You get your boyfriend in line. You're the most powerful wizard (laughs) in the entire world, dumbly dumb. Just do your job. I'm so sick of him. I know. I am, too. Anyway. He, I know. I literally wrote that down on my list of things. I was like, same old Dumbledore. He's I a chicken. Move against I'm too scared to fight Whatever. against my boy toy, so you're going to do it. My boy toy. <laughs> God. Oh, God. Damn it. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the full trailer. Wait, can we just also talk about the fact that Dumbledore is not apparently a transfiguration teacher anymore? And that okay, that's really angry. that's what's coming. That they show this in this full trailer. Yeah, that's when they show what that he's. What do Bogarts have to do with transfiguration? Oh boy, what the? F- like, Why are you is- replicating the most like? memorable lesson that we saw in the Harry Potter movies and like literally doing the exact same thing in these. Be creative. Come up with something new. Like, why do you have to like take this exact scene from Prisoner of Azkaban and put it here? It just seems like one of the most like what the fuck changes to do. It doesn't make any sense. He's a transfiguration teacher and like they have him in the news clippings in the first one with his like transfiguration today columns and stuff and I'm like, what? Yeah. Why is he... And what's up with the, like, sudden career change by, like, like 10 years later? And I was really Ten worried. years later. Yeah, I was really worried about it, too, because I knew 
as soon as the teaser came out, like, when they come to talk to him, it's in the defense it's in the against. room. And I was like, I hope that, like, they're just showing us this room because they know it's one of the most recognizable to people. Yeah. And that's the only reason why. But then we actually get to see, like, a class. And I'm like, nope, this is real. He's a data professor. And it makes me really angry. Within 10 years, he will need to change what subject he is teaching in order to fit with the canon of Tom Riddle-era Hogwarts. Yeah. You can't just totally go against all of that. It's just, like, why are you rewriting the good stuff? Right. <laughs> oh, God. So it's weird. It'll be interesting to see how they handle that, if they'll even bother to change it. They probably won't because they'll be lazy and it's David Yates, so who cares? Why does it matter to why does it matter to be defense against the dark arts? I don't know. I've always wondered that. Why is that the most important thing in the world? Why is that the biggest subject that everyone cares about more than any other one? Whatever. It's one subject. It's the sketchiest one because <laughs> you can't like maintain teachers in it anyway. So like <laughs> why does everyone want that one to be like their favorite class? So weird. Just because it's Harry's best subject doesn't mean it's everyone's best subject, okay? Seriously. Uh, yeah, that was my note was uh fuck defense against the dark arts professor Dumbledore. Yeah. Um I had another note again about costumes. Like I said before, um really, really happy to hear Grindelwald speak. Yes. Really excited about that. It's yeah, it's like important to me to be able Mm -hmm. to hear him talking when like this is his movie this is his chance to convince us to let us choose a side as a viewer um and it's a movie all about the shit he's done so like tell me how he's gotten away with it yeah prove it he's got to be a good talker i know so yeah i'm just like really happy i made a note a little bit i'm curious to see if we will learn more about, like, what Newt and Dumbledore's relationship is like. Like, I wonder if they I have think this, like, friendship to. from the beginning. Because I, I kind of, like, Newt was expelled from Hogwarts, wasn't he? And but I brought wonder back. If, but brought back. And I wonder if, like, his relationship with Dumbledore is similar to, like, the Hagrid and Dumbledore relationship because of that. Or That's already gross like, to me. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, like... I'm interested to see. Plus, now Newt is, like, working for him. And, like, especially if it becomes true that he was working for him in the first movie. Yeah. Like, clearly they have some kind of bond there. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm kind of nervous to hear that they have a really special bond. Because I don't want him to, like, infiltrate that poor sweet boy like that. But yeah. I'm also, like, excited about it, too. One, one good thing that I'll say about from... From what we've seen so far of Dumbledore, I don't think it's going to be bad. I'll say that. I don't think it's going to be bad. I just, like, from what I've seen so far, I'm really not happy with the costuming and the Defense Against the Dark Arts choice is weird. So, I don't know. But this, all this other stuff, these lines that I'm pissed about are in character. Because I'm pissed about it when he does that in the Harry Potter series. Right. So, like, I am optimistic and I'm, I'm excited to see... If they'll show this younger Dumbledore being the master of manipulation, that I'm kind of in, I'm kind of into it. So like I'm hoping that if they do explore yeah. this like Albus Newt relationship, that we get to see him just like playing chess with people. You know, like yeah. that's the Dumbledore I'm here for. Oh, this movie's just gonna give me even more reasons yeah. to hate Dumbledore than I already have. I just know it will. Ugh. On a less um, important note, 
those fucked up cats scare me real bad. Ew, they look so creepy. Leather cats. Yuck. With the big eyes. Yuck. Not a fan of that. I hate it. I am jarred by them every time I watch that trailer. I'm like, ew, ew, I don't want to have to look at them. They look mean. And the lady holding them looks mean. So I guess we'll see what that's about. Do you think we'll see, um... I'm literally blinking out on the name. Bobaton. Do you think we'll see that school in this movie at all? Oh, Bobatons. I don't know. I hope so. If it's in Paris. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I hope we do. I hope that's we something do too. that's really exciting to me about like the prospect of like all these new movies is that they'll be in different locations and we get to see like different types of wizarding worlds. Yeah. And it feels a little less dangerous to me of her doing that in Europe. I'm glad we're out of America before we could get into the Ilvermorty fiasco. Right. I know. Same. And hopefully hope we, we just go back to the States. I hope that we just stay in like Western Europe mm-hmm. where she can't make that many people upset with her. Just, I don't know. Carelessness. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see like other parts of the wizarding world, other wizarding cultures it's going to be really cool. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Another thing. Okay. This was big news back when they were announcing who was returning to the movie. That President Pickery was going to return. And I personally think she's just going to be in the opening yeah. with Grindelwald escaping. However, it was also big news that Abernathy would be returning and everyone was like why and I remember a lot of people seeing this and be like okay so Abernathy gets to come back but the real Graves doesn't get to make a triumphant yeah. return <laughs> damn it um but like it's out there like there are pictures from magazines from like other uh, parts of the world like entertainment magazines and stuff I've seen the covers of it where they show Grindelwald Rosier the girl Mm-hmm. Um, and Abernathy all together in one picture. And they yeah. show him in the trailer. I caught it this time that he was there, but uh, he's, he fucking lets Grindelwald out. Yeah. Yes. Yikes. Abernathy. I'm so about it. This little throwaway character gets to be like this big, you know, kind of like yeah. surprise villain. And I'm, I'm so into it. That's exciting. So he into seemed it. like such a minor, awkward little like mm-hmm. bitch in the first movie. <laughs> so like, it'll be cool to show him having his like moments. Yeah. I'm like kind of pumped about it now. Everybody. I was upset for a minute. He's I was like totally, <laughs> yeah. I was totally on the bandwagon <laughs> of like, why him? Now I'm like, yes. Yeah. I'm ready. Peter Pettigrew. Ready. Give me it. Let's do it. Absolutely. Uh, One last thing that I'll say is um, Grindelwald's line to Newt at the end of the trailer, asking if he thinks Dumbledore will mourn for him. Yeah. What the fuck? Oh, my God. Oh, yes. I'm here for it. Yes. So that line gets me so good. Because here's the thing. I'll say I'll say another controversial thing here. This is the theme of Emily on this podcast, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm not mad at, at queer villains. Ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, as a queer person, love anything I can get. 
And a lot of people are really mad about, like, having queer villains. And I think, you know, if there's a good mix of queer heroes and queer villains, good. And I think it's even better if it's not just a queer-coded villain, yeah. but an explicitly queer villain. So I'm hoping that we get that out of out of Grindelwald. Mm-hmm. Because he's so just, like, the most dramatic gay. And I'm so happy about it. I know. He has been since, like, the moment, like, he spoke in the first movie. Every moment. Every moment. So this line of, like, do you think Dumbledore will mourn for you? It's so patronizing and nasty and dramatic. And I just, I hope, I hope they make him gay, too. Yeah. I hope they make him gay, too. I mean, how could he not be? Just going back to how he is in the first movie. Come on! I will be very surprised. Unless that's just his thing, is like... That's annoying Using to sex to manipulate people. Like, if that's Can't any better thing, do it to women. Yeah. Too, because that's a gross thing of the I movies know. to do I really if they just that keep that's it that not way. what they do. I really hope that's not what they do, but I... I don't think I'm ever going to get off that soapbox. I'm kind of nervous about that, too, because if, like, they've explicitly said you're not going to see the relationship, then I'm like, that better not be why. So let's talk about it. Okay. Moving away from the stuff that we watched, um, I have a quote. My note on my phone is, let's talk about the gay thing. Okay. Uh, So this is a quote from uh, Entertainment Weekly from David Yates, and this was a quote that everybody was like, flipping a tit over Mm -hmm. um and they were only uh like posting about or sharing talking about just one part of the quote and i think it's really important to have the context of the whole thing yeah so here's what it says according to the crimes of grindelwald director david yates this year's sequel at least will not directly reference dumbledore's sexuality not explicitly yates replied when asked if the film makes it clear that Dumbledore is gay. But I think that all the fans are aware of that. He had a very intense relationship with Grindelwald when they were young men. They fell in love with each other's ideas and ideology and each other, end quote. So that's the full thing. And, like, people are not talking about that last bit ever, which is upsetting to me because I feel like that really confirms that they're not going to do us dirty I really think that this is Joanne's time to make amends for the bullshit she pulled the first time. Yeah. So I don't (laughs) think that she's going to, like, ruin that chance by not allowing that to be a part of the script in the movies. I hope not. But she is also such a chicken about stuff. Like, she claims to be this huge progressive, like, character. But, like, she's such a chicken about it, about putting that in her stuff. Like, we saw that in Harry Potter. It's so offensive that she waited to come out about it until after everything was over. But I also just, like, part of me also gets worried because I feel like it's, like, a theme of David Yates that we saw a lot in Harry Potter where he assumes that, like, people that are going to see these movies already know a lot of stuff about Harry Potter. True, And he, he did it a lot in the Harry Potters where, like, he wouldn't explicitly, like, mention something, but he would put it in the background so that book fans could be like, there it is. Like, the one that I always think about is, like, 
Percy Weasley becoming an asshole in Order of the Phoenix. He puts him in the background, but he doesn't explain who he is or why he's there. And I'm worried that he's going to do the same thing with Dumbledore and Grindelwald and be like, everybody knows that there is a relationship here, and I'm going to kind of put it in the background, but I'm not going to explicitly mention it and make it, like, obvious for people who are here for this for the first time. You know what I mean? But here's what it says, though. It is what gives me hope. Like, I I feel you hard. Yeah. I don't trust David Yates that much. Um, so, yeah, I'm not, like, the world's biggest fan of him. Or at this point, even, I guess, um, our Lord and Savior, Joanne. Mm-hmm. But that it says in this sequel, it's not gonna it's not going to be a part of it. Because yeah. we're doing setup, and it's like they're not getting into the relationship deeply, I guess. Right. Um, but on the topic of like Grindelwald's character and like them using queer coding to make him scary without actually making him queer, the line that he that Yates says about them falling in love with each other that it's mutual. It's hope really saves really saves it for me that I feel like oh yeah. finally because that was never ever said no it was only ever said that Dumbledore loved him yes so it's nice to get that confirmation I guess that is the other way around too so we'll see I am cautiously optimistic about the whole thing I think everybody um, just flipped out for kind of no reason. And we also don't have to assume that just because it's not going to be seen in this movie doesn't mean it's not going to be seen in any I think it's absolutely going to have to feature heavily in In the the later ones. Like, maybe there just isn't room for it here. Maybe they don't even come face-to-face until, like, the very end of the movie. Or at all. So, like, maybe that's why it's not in this movie. Like, there could be a simple reason behind it instead of it just being, like, David and Joanne chose not to put it in the movie. This is the thing, too. Speaking of, like, not coming face to face. The fact that it's five movies of this, mm-hmm. we're only on two, and it's just the start of the two of them really being in the movies. Right. They're not supposed to meet until they duel. Right. So I wonder so how much is going to change. Three movies of setup. That's that's a lot though. That's excessive. Okay, but like half-blood prince lover Emily over here, like, I can do with a, with a teasing As context. long as they don't fuck it up like they did yeah. with half-blood. That's the concern. No, I mean the book. <laughs> I know, but, like, the movies are a different thing, and I just, I hope they don't I have, I have a greater hope for it just because she's writing the screenplays. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, there's nobody adapting a giant 500-page book That's true. into a movie. Like, she's writing it for what it is. So I feel like there's there's always the chance of her being a shit. Which is like I a 50-50 chance. Because she does that in the books a lot. So it's like, I don't know. But I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about the whole thing. But I just yeah. wanted to address this because I see it constantly. People being so mad about this, like, partial quote. Yeah. And I don't think it's that big of a deal. We're just not seeing it in this first movie about the two of them. Right. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Something else that I wanted to talk about people um, like at large and especially in fandom, because that's why I was seeing a lot of people losing their shit. Um, I really feel the need to address um, the, the talk around Lita Lestrange and the unnamed maledictus, Claudia Kim's character. Um, 
there's a lot of nastiness that I've been seeing about these two women mm-hmm. uh, that I'm really unhappy with. We've seen a trailer where only one of them has spoken. And people are very angry. Mm-hmm. People with Lita are, like, very uh, mean and shamey about her, like, not wanting to be with Newt. And I'm like, okay. They were friends. Do you realize what is being set up here? You're yeah. saying that she friend-zoned him and is now an ass. I think the brother's at fault, truly, yeah, if I there's some so shit too. going down. I think so, too. But anyway, so I've been seeing a lot of that, and that has not been good to me. But especially the maledictus thing. Yeah. I think it's people are rightfully concerned, anxious, and upset about the idea of Credence, who seemed uh, to be very um, boldly queer-coded in the first movie, um, that they're going to put him into a relationship with a woman being Claudia Kim's character. Okay. So that's a lot to unpack because um, Lupin and Tonks... We know what's happened before. So, like, I just, I'm worried about it, duh. Yeah. But there's no need to trash on a character that you don't even know anything about. You don't even know if they're, like, friends or a thing or anything. Nobody knows anything at this point going in angry about it and pissed and like hating on a character just because they're getting in the way of like your, your precious gay love story. Look, we discussed this. I loved that precious gay love story in quotes. Cause it was gross, but yeah. like, I love that. And it's important to me that these movies are not gross and weird yeah. about queer characters. But at the same time, I'm not just going to trash on some lady right? because she is potentially a love interest for a potentially queer character. Right. You know what I mean? And People I just, are just like jumping to assumptions way too much. In general. Uh, and it's like, just wait until the movie comes out and then make your complaints. Just about cool it. it. Everybody just needs to cool it. Yeah. So I've been upset, but it's like, it's the fact that it's a, it's a pattern of two ladies to do with two white men yeah and they're two women of color it just it it's a little it rings a little icky to me so i just wanted to bring that up because that's been really big if i don't know if you're like participating in any sort of fandom experience online right with fantastic beasts that has been a huge thing so yeah people need cooler jets (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah so that's something that i just wanted to address um, can we talk about Nicholas Flamel for a second? Yes. I'm very curious what his role in this film is going to be. Do you think that general. they're just putting him in as comedic relief? I don't want them to, so I really hope that's not the case. But from what we've seen in the trailer, I'm worried that they are. Me too. I don't like the way that they've done his makeup. Yeah. So much. He looks very different than what I thought. He would, and not in a good way. It's the elixir of life. 
he doesn't like look it. like he's really living life to the fullest. No, he doesn't. Like, why would you want to live a life the like thi- that? The thing about the Sorcerer's Stone, right, was supposed to be that it would, like, cure sickness, keep you healthy, keep you alive as long as you kept drinking the elixir of life. Whatever. You know, like, it's supposed to yeah. keep you healthy and alive. Yeah. And that doesn't look healthy and alive to me. No. It looks like he's just too fucking old. He looks like he's on the verge of becoming a ghost. Also, Dippet, the headmaster before Dumbledore, lived to be 350. Like, wizards live a long time. Right. And they said, like, what did Jacob say? Like, you don't look a day over 375 or something like that? I'm like, that's getting there i feel like that's old for a wizard but it's like damn yeah i didn't think they were supposed to like look that bad it's before he started really using the elixir i don't know weird i don't know i'm just i'm really like i remember hearing that he was going to be in this movie a long time ago and being like cool i'm excited i don't even really see where there's room for him in here but it'll still be cool and i was very disappointed by what we've seen of him in the trailer so far I'm worried that they're going to do what they did to him that they did to Ron. Like, I'm worried they're going to treat him like Ronald Weasley, and I will die if they do. Because, right, like, I was so excited when they're like, Nicholas Flamel's going to be in the movie. I was like, holy shit. But he can't be the sappy best friend to, like, the hero. That can't be what he is. It seems weird, and I'm, I don't know. Give him an actual role. Make him unique. Make him do something powerful and, like worthy of the character that we learn that he is in Sorcerer's Stone. He's like, the best alchemist like ever. So don't make him just this derpy little old guy. Like <laughs> <laughs> he's not Daedalus Diggle. <laughs> oh my god. True. I don't yeah, know. totally agree with you on that. It's like I'm intrigued by him, but I'm very nervous about what he's going to be too. So I don't want to jump the gun. I know. But I'm concerned. Yeah. I think... Why is it Jacob that's talking to him, of all people, too? So weird. Putting the two comedic relief characters together in one scene? Like, ugh. I don't know. I don't like it. Chuckle fest. No. (laughs) Give them a bottle of giggle water and let them laugh at each other for an hour. (laughs) Oh, my God. I think the two words that sum up our feelings about this upcoming Fantastic Beast movie are uh, anxious and excited. Yes. Cripplingly anxious and extremely excited. I just want to see it. I have my idea of how I want it to go, and I feel like right now it's looking like a lot of that will come true, but a lot of it is also on the fence. And, like, there are some new things that I'm sure will happen and that it'll be great, but I'm... Ugh. Yeah. I have very mixed feelings about this movie. Like, I'm excited, and I want November to come now so I can just see it and actually be able to talk about how I feel about it, knowing what happens. But in the meantime, I'm very anxious about what is going to really happen and what it's going to be. It's it's a big deal. So, on that note, uh, we are planning to go see uh, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald together pretty much as soon as it comes out. Yes. Uh, hopefully you'll stick with us till then. Um, 
and we're going to go see it. And then we're going to try and record a podcast right after. Yeah. So like just fresh, like all the feelings, we won't have any notes or anything. This will just be like an info overload of like us screaming. Just all, yeah. The entire time. Just all of our feelings about this movie, which I think is pretty fun. And then, uh, like we said, probably doing, uh, the first fantastic beast and where to find them. Um, commentary episode. Yeah. Um, that might have to be broken into two parts depending on, uh, how long we go and how, how hard we go if we pause a lot or anything. I think we should probably try not to so people can maybe sync it up with the movie at home. Yeah. I think so. So they know like what we're watching. Yeah. So that's pretty good. So look out for that. We're going to be doing that. Um, if this wasn't your bag, we'll be getting back to regular Harry Potter content it's all gonna be good don't worry about it sorry if this isn't your favorite thing in the world but we love fantastic beasts we're excited about all the new stuff cautiously optimistic very anxious yes so yeah thank you so much for listening thank you thank you make sure you (laughs) (laughs) make sure you check us out on twitter i almost said tinder and i was like that's not right (laughs) Um, we are Myrtle Bath Pod, so check us out. We'll have updates there for mm-hmm. when new podcasts are coming out and polls so you can tell us what you want to hear. Yeah, lots of exciting stuff. We're trying to make it, like, real fun, a real good time. Yeah. Uh, but if Twitter's not your bag and you want to, like, get in contact with us, uh, we're also at MyrtleBathPod at gmail.com. And, um, I don't know, we've got nothing to do. And at this point, we probably don't have that many people talking to us. So yeah. <laughs> if you email us or talk to us on Twitter, we will 100% write back and we'll be very excited. So please make sure to check us out. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll let you know when we uh, get our stuff up on all the places. Yes. Very exciting. Super exciting. So I guess we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.